Life can throw a lot at you. But imagine if your life were different, better, not because of what's coming at you, but because of what's coming from you. Let's get there together. Join us and imagine yourself. So glad you've joined us today for a real and close to home topic. I'm Lene. And this is Sandy. So what real thing are we imagining today? We are imagining ourselves truly understanding and truly believing that we are enough, we do enough, and we don't have to buy into the thought that we must do more, be more, just more, more, more. Uh Uh-uh, not doing that. So we're not going to sing more, more, more this time? We still could. No, let's skip that part. (laughs) Other people might not appreciate that. We would be amused. Yeah, well, anyone who listened to our previous podcast, this is kind of a part two of two series where we were talking about, and I am going to do it, we were talking about more, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? And it's just, we don't like it. (laughs) We don't want to just get stuck in that incessant, insatiable more aspect. And see, the last conversation that we had was concentrated on how humans seem to always want more stuff, and it can get very materialistic and out of control. But today, we are talking more more about how humans in this society lately, especially, we just want an outrageous amount more from ourselves and from others. And these are the intangible things that we're requiring of ourselves. And it has just come to a ridiculous and relentless degree. And Sandy, I'm over it. I cannot continue to let society tell me or that I tell myself that we must be more, do more, work more, make more, reach higher, be stronger, give more, conquer more, more, more. I just can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. anymore. No No more. No more. Hashtag no more. Thank you. Yes, we're going to put that on our Instagram post. All right. (laughs) So... It's a problem that I think we talked a little bit before in one of our podcasts about balance. And we talked about the fact that it starts from a young age and it just kind of grows from there. Yeah. And it can spiral out of control and we can have these demands. Like you said, yeah, it can start on our children when they're supposed to be in those formative, fun, happy years with all these expectations. Not to say that we just let everybody run wild and we don't have expectations of our children. We do. I mean, you need to create expectations for people to live up to. But I think the expectations we're creating may be, one, at times ridiculous, and two, maybe not even driven by the child's best interest, but maybe driven by our interest or what other parents are going to think. Or trying to prove yourself or your kids to others or trying to show off, maybe? I think in some cases it's true. Remember the college cheating scandal that went on not too long oh, ago? yes. Um, Lori Loughlin from Full House yeah. and, oh, Aunt Becky. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She obviously had so much. Her husband, wasn't he a designer and seemed to have a beautiful life? Just because she wanted her daughters to go to a school with a big name, She went through all this and now she was facing all these charges. And that's the thing where you said that it sometimes is not even in the best interest of anyone in this case, but let alone the child, where there could have been a good fit at another wonderful university, but there's this striving for more. And we are living in a ta-da world. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that, that it's become more and more that you feel this pressure of, The world is waiting impatiently for us to figure out our next big act on stage. And 
I just don't want to live that way anymore personally and feel that I am less than if I don't have some big production to display in life or you know what I'm going to say next, Sandy, on social yeah, media. Yeah, I mean, that's I was going there in my mind because before social media, sure, certainly there was a lot of this. And especially when it came to your kids' education and things like that. But on social media, everything is amplified. Yes, because social media makes it, like I was saying, sort of about being a stage. It really does become a stage of photos and noteworthy things where you're saying, look at me, look what I can do, look what my kids can do, look what we can do. And it becomes an incessant barrage that comes on you. It's just too much. It's not helpful. It's not realistic. No, I agree. And we want to give people some grace today. We want to give you grace. You don't have to live up to this big standard. You definitely need to define a standard of what makes your life feel complete and full and the betterment of things, but not in this competitive type of not environment. Not in a competitive. I think you hit the nail on the head. And okay, there's a difference between competing with yourself to be better and competing with other people because they've achieved a certain thing. And then now you feel like, well, I got to do that. And it's before social media. I mean, it could be your sister. Your sister got into such and such university. So now you feel like, well, I got to do it. So it's not only social media. And of course, it's not only education. But now with it thrown in our face all the time, it's like keeping up with the Joneses times a million. And that's the part where we talked about this in another podcast. Also, we had Sherry Duquette, who's a wonderful author. And we talked about how that whole external living is maybe not the way to go. Internal living, self-love. And like you said, you have your own desires and your own things that you want to express. And that is what you can focus on. I really believe that although there may be lots of areas where we want to improve and grow and develop, because that's what humans should do, we might need to start with self-acceptance and self-love and really concentrating and even saying out loud to ourselves, today I am alive, I am blessed, and I am enough as I am right now. Right. Of course, we're going to have goals. We're not here to put goals down. But I think you hit the nail on the head, too, by saying, be okay in the moment where you're at, because where you're at is where you may be learning, where may, you may be enjoying life in many ways. There have been times in my life where I've had a lot of stuff going on and times in my life where it was pretty low key. And honestly, I look back and the more low key times were more enjoyable in a lot of ways because I was focusing on other things like my family and just being in the moment instead of running off to the next thing. And again, I'm not against achievement or going for things, but I'm just saying there is beauty in just relaxing a little bit. That is our point today, to get back to that type of thinking and that type of wisdom and that type of truth, because there's a lot of us running around trying to check off boxes in mm -hmm. this life. Be born. That's one check. We all do that. <laughs> but, you know, graduate, check, get that special job, get that special relationship. And it's either check the box or not check the box. And you may feel validated or invalidated as a human based on those check marks. And we have to remember, I mean, even the Bible, which is can be a guidebook, says that already from birth, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
And God did make us. We do have a purpose. We do have work that we are supposed to do. We have preparations that we must make. But we also are meant to have a sense of contentment and peace and gratitude versus that more, more, more on to the next, on to the next accomplishment, more goals. It becomes un accomplishable unattainable unattainable i like that better yes and definitely unsettling i was reading um a blog and i don't know this author but i may get his book his name is stephen guys and he starts his blog off with by age three you should have a driver's license by age six you should be married age 13 net worth of three hundred thousand dollars i mean and he's just saying this to say okay that's obviously ridiculous but is it any more ridiculous or any less ridiculous that we set I want to be married by 25. I want to have my first million by 40. Whatever it is. Yes. I want to have or, X number of kids. And, and putting those demands on others, and too. And on other people. What? Yeah. You're not married yet? Yes. So you've got that blog that you looked at. It made an impact on you. And it just now made an impact on me. Because even though the numbers and the ages, he's kind of putting a spoof on it or a social commentary, it is a mindset. You know, he, yeah. he's just exaggerating a real true mindset. But because... I've been going around the house trying to rein in my own sense of making sure that I don't go crazy with the more, more, more. My husband shared one of the most powerful articles with me that I have read in a while. And it was in the New York Times last month. And it lays out the way humans get super excited about something. They kind of hone in on something that they want to achieve especially if it's one particular accomplishment and pursuing it and working towards it until finally accomplishing that one great thing. And what do you know, very soon after, humans tend to feel a sense of emptiness and begin thinking, now what? (laughs) You know? sounds about right. Now what? We talked about this in the part one podcast as far as when you get things like little children, they get things, they get all the Christmas gifts they want, and then they're like, on to the next. Now what? But we do this with ourselves also. And this study, it had a name. It's called Arrival Fallacy. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And it's the belief that once you arrive at that sweet accomplishment, you will finally feel content. But all those psychological studies that they did showed that you don't. They showed that people predicted this long-term happiness that they were going to get once they reached these certain goals. And they were happy maybe that day of, or maybe even that week of, but then they had this letdown feeling. And the doctor in charge of the study, Dr. Ben Shahar, said after the studies that they did extensively, the number one predictor of happiness is the quality time we spend with people we care about and who care about us. In other words, relationships. Relationships make happiness, not goals. Yes. But do people think like that? I think it tells the story of pretty much most people. Because you do. You think, well, even if it's a great goal, once I lose 20 pounds, or once I get this job, or when I have a kid, or once I retire, or or it could be anything. I can't wait for X day. And then when it happens, that turns out to not be the determiner of long-term happiness, you got that more. You got it. You got it. But then that wasn't the thing that really did it for you. It was the quality relationships that will give you the sustainable long-term happiness. So that whole thing turned out to be a light bulb moment for me because 
I actually did buy in very strongly to the what if I get to that point, just like you were saying, when I get to this, when I reach that. And this kind of flipped that on its head. And I have to ask any Game of Thrones lovers out there who love the TV show Game of Thrones. You watch Game of Thrones, Sandy? We were going to get into it, and then we decided to wait for the last season to play so we can binge it out, the whole thing. So there's lots of positives and negatives to binge-watching TV, but this one could be... Are you telling me we missed the boat? We needed to watch it? Like No, no. No, what I'm telling you is whether you watched it from like where you went through every year and you watched it from year one and then year two season and went those whole eight years with the folks or whether you binge watched it all. What's been happening around the country, at least according to the news, is that there are a lot of people who are quote unquote suffering right now. They're having this terrible letdown. Because Game of Thrones is over? Because the show is over. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Honestly. Uh, the, the Big Bang Theory is another one oh, that they've well, been. Oh, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but, in but, that the, case. Yeah. <laughs> see, the, they've become attached to the people and the characters. And, and again, they want more. But it is something that had to end, right? So the show is at an end. And it has affected the fans. But it has also affected some of the actors. One of the main characters is now having to seek therapy because it is... I don't know him personally, and I'm not his therapist, but <laughs> but what some are believing is that the culmination of this big, huge project that you'd put all your hope and dreams into is finally accomplished, and now it's over. And how do you outdo Game of Thrones or Big Bang Theory? Exactly. As an actor, as a producer, as a... Yeah. It really takes a psychological effect. And so I wonder if we perhaps spread our goals around a bit and not just put it on one big thing, that one big next thing. We spread our goals around a bit. We spread our purpose around a bit. We enhance our relationships more and our quality time more. We may be less susceptible to having something like this hit us. That's true. All of our eggs in one basket, whether it's your career basket. Yeah. You're living through the next big job or promotion or next big sale, or it's something in the relationship realm too. Like, you're not going to be happy until you get married or have kids or until your kids grow up and they have a successful career or children or whatever. All of these things are fine. But if you're only living in that, yeah, then you are missing a lot. Now, there's a lot to do with money. Also, that that same little study I was talking about, they did have to make some mention of money. They did say income does matter because humans do need food, security and clean housing as a necessity. But after you're satisfied at a certain point, then actually, again, you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket of money because humans, again, tend to find they get a certain amount of money and then they still want more. It is a never ending, never satisfying pit. There's a lot of miserable rich people out there. Yeah. And successful people, too. But as a little cautionary tale, I had been very ambition driven as a teenager, actually, which is not always the case for young people. But a lot of people who knew me then and know me now will say that I actually have mellowed out a lot and that my quality of life level is actually up. But in high school, I in 10th grade vowed that I was going to be valedictorian and I was going to make straight A's for the entire school career. Wow. Yeah. I don't necessarily recommend this. Wow. That is a lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure that I put self-imposed pressure. 
I decided I was going to sacrifice time and friendships and sleep and all the high school fun that most people have just so that I could prove to, I don't know who I was trying to prove this to, but prove that the idea of success could be held by me. And that when I got to that point, when I made, you know, graduated Mm -hmm. and made valedictorian, life was just going to be great. But instead, I did all that. I burned out. I did become valedictorian. I did graduate with all A's. And I had not one ounce of joy from it in the end. Not one ounce? No. Not the accomplishment or anything? No, because I saw once I got the accomplishment, what did that mean? It had been for the wrong reasons. It did not sustain me. It made me feel isolated and all the little friendships I could have had and the ones that I did have and didn't nurture. It didn't make me feel any more enough. I thought it was going to make me feel enough. Right. There's Lene, the valedictorian. Boom. And then it was that day. And even on that day, I, I just it was something missing. There was a void. And that's that part that goes back to that study again. The void was very likely quality of life, quality of enjoyment, friendships. And also I have to say too, sometimes me personally, at least, I feel that God is the one that sometimes has to fill that void. God and my family are just very huge components of what makes me feel that I have purpose in my life. And accomplishments are not ever going to feel that money is not ever going to feel that I no longer want to worry about being good enough or having enough or enough, 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 and more, more, more. I want it to be more good things. Yeah. More blessings, more appreciation, more beautiful development. In this society, and again, I love this country, nothing against capitalism and nothing against marketing. And I think we talked a lot about marketing in the last last thing because marketers try to create that emotional connection by making you feel like you're not enough unless you have their product. And that's their job. But we got to be aware of that when we watch a commercial, when something comes onto our social media, that they're trying to hit you with, you are not complete, or you could be so much better. Your life could be so much better only if you buy this cream or you use this product. And it's not to say that some of the products are not quality or good stuff, but it's not the answer to everything. But it's the marketer's job to make you feel like it is. Exactly. So that you'll pull that trigger, you'll click through and make the purchase or go to the store and get it. And we don't mind them making money and and selling products, and especially if they're quality products. We just, it's our purpose or or again, that other podcast, our why behind why we want to consume it. Yeah. Because it seems like what you're saying, there's an endless number of things that they could say to us that we're not enough of. That's right. To make us want to buy it. So yeah, there's always going to be people trying to get us to buy things to feel like we're enough. But that doesn't mean that, you know, every time we want to get something because it might make us happy or we might like something, it's a bad thing. In the same way, there's nothing wrong with living a full life and adding a lot of things to your schedule if that is something you can handle and it's fulfilling. But the difference comes in is if you start to feel overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Because if you're feeling overwhelmed, you may be pushing yourself to limits that you're not supposed to be doing. Again, I want to bring it back to there's nothing wrong with goals. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a good career or a family or any of these things. But if it's overwhelming you, if it's draining you instead of fulfilling you, I think that's a flag. 
I like that because our culture talks a lot about organic living, you know, organic foods and allowing people and relationships to develop organically. And like you're saying, we definitely should have goals and put forth effort, but we we need to realize our boundaries. And sometimes those boundaries of being nice and steady versus overwhelmed or my dad even has a term. He said, I, I may not be overwhelmed, but I'm definitely whelmed. <laughs> so, so we don't want to be overwhelmed or whelmed. But think about like organic things like think about an apple seed, an organic apple seed. Does it sit there and push and think and strive and struggle and climb and claw to become an apple? And then when it does become an apple, it's like, oh, shoot, that's just not good enough. I want to be a watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> No, it doesn't. And a nice little version of looking at nature and thinking about ourselves. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> no, that's a that. good illustration. Just remember the apple and the watermelon. Yes. That's, our, that's apple, our fable. Be an apple. Yes. If you're an apple, be an apple. Don't go out there trying to be a watermelon. You're going to look ridiculous. <laughs> I can see the meme right now. I'm going to put that on Instagram, too. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're both proponents and opponents of social media. <laughs> Social media is good in the right context. There are a lot of great things on social media. As we've discussed many times, there's a lot of positive stuff out there. And you connect with family and friends. Did you ever know that you were going to keep in touch with people from elementary school? Right. Because you found them on Facebook. You know, and so. see how that, yes. And, and in a good way, like see what they're up to and see fun things and be like, oh my goodness, I just never would have seen such and such turning into a mom or a judge or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just can be no, beautiful. It can be. It's just what we have made it. It's going to be with us for a long time. And it's part of our lives now. But we can choose what we want to consume and ingest from social media as well, just like what we choose to purchase and consume in the marketplace also. Right. Just be aware, just like we were talking about marketing products, Facebook and everybody else is trying to get you to spend as much time as possible on the platform, whether it's on your phone or wherever you look at Facebook or Instagram. So they're manipulating you. And that's what they do. It's okay. They're a business. Yes. They're allowed to do that. But be aware of that and monitor your time on social media and monitor what you are looking at. Yeah. Because once you know, what is it? The more you know, the more you grow or something, yeah, something that you, like that. <laughs> yeah. When I was a little kid, they used to have some little phrase like that. But yeah. Oh, the more you know was yeah. like a thing on TV. A little public service announcement. Yeah. Well, if you are ready for takeaway action time, Takeaway time. So are we calling it action time now? It depends. I guess this one's going to be takeaway time. Sometimes I have these challenges that I want people to go out and do. But this one, I just... Just takeaways? This one's just takeaway. So let me grab my notebook and, yeah. my, and my highlighter. Yeah, okay, get your highlighter pen. <laughs> <laughs> so takeaway number one, Uno. How about we concentrate on quality over quantity? Take the gifts that you've been given by God and do those few things well and with intention and purpose, and do them lovingly instead of overwhelmingly. Overwhelmed. <laughs> Overwhelmed. <laughs> Number two, have a we versus me attitude as we look at our nation, our world, our community, because there are ways that we can all accomplish and benefit if we take on a we concept instead of a me concept, that whole look at me, look what I can do, that just leaves us empty. How about we also concentrate more on relationships and gratitude for life and loved ones, finding contentment there instead of 
waiting for some final destination accomplishment, that one big thing, and checking off those boxes Mm. in an unappreciative, unsustaining way. Also, this is like real hits close to home because I suffer from this also. Please don't underestimate your worth. Please don't measure yourself by some of the standards that this society will make you feel that you have to be a model or you have to be an athlete or famous or rich to have contributed to this world. Your own acts of kindness, your own insightful discoveries, your own caring, loving, meaningful, intelligent ways are enough. Absolutely. And has to be a motto. This world has it backwards in many ways. So we have to tell ourselves what we need to hear in order to thrive. Exactly. And finally, put those tablets and phones and social media platforms down every once in a while and give yourself a break. It may feel like you have control when your little fingers are typing and scrolling and clicking and doing, but real relationships is where it's at, even if that is a real relationship with yourself. So all this to say, imagine yourself free from society-imposed or self-imposed demands to be and do more, 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 while we savor who we already are and what we already do to help make this life and this world more enjoyable, more lovable, and more livable. Thanks for listening. Now, we'd like to hear from you. Got an idea for the show? Want to share your story or just say hello? Make sure you connect with us. You can do that at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you again next time when we have something new to imagine.